Hello. Hello. Are you recording? I think so. I I didn't open my seltzer before we started. <laughs> Come on. Do you have one ready? Can we see? No. Glass? See, here's the thing. I went I went looking for a seltzer and I am out. Oh my! Should we so stop the here's, show? Here's we all I start. got. I got this lame flat water. All right. Well, I'm gonna crack this for you. You can just listen in. <sighs> wow. Ready? Well, ASMR. Wow. I talked over it too. I'm sorry. Yeah, you did. It's all right. Didn't want to bring too much attention to it. Hmm. <laughs> Hmm. All right. I don't know if I am going to be able to record with you. Why is that? Because you're drinking a seltzer and I'm not. Okay. I thought maybe we had some differences we need to talk through, but it's basically, it's basically <laughs> I mean, seltzer. maybe maybe we do. But Max, I have a check-in question for you. Oh, good, because I don't have one ready. So if right. you had to take a bath in a food, what <sighs> food would it be? Uh. Oh man, um, mm. I'm gonna go goldfish crackers. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? I, that's, I don't Imagine know. goldfish crackers like <laughs> breaking into little shards on your naked body. I just thought about how sticky most things would be. Oh, there are so many answers to that. I'm are. sure there are. I panicked, man. <laughs> I'm gonna give you another not. crack at it after I answer. Okay, let's hear yours. I got two. One, mashed potatoes. Obviously, think about this a lot. (laughs) Mashed potatoes. Are you thinking about the enjoyment of just sitting in it? Yeah. What would feel? I'm not gonna. Do you eat your bath water? (laughs) No, but if it's it's never food. It's about feeling. So warm mashed potatoes, or I think there was something interesting maybe about a bath full of skittles. Dude, no. Okay, have you ever held Skittles in your hand for, I don't know, maybe 30 seconds? You know? Are you saying I'm going to need a bath afterward, probably? <laughs> More than just that. They start to stick to you. You would step out of that thing covered in Skittles. <laughs> covered in Skittles? As, like some sort of weird skin skin disease? Uh, that was, no, okay, that's as bad as my answer. <laughs> I don't know. Ma- mashed potatoes is obviously the correct answer. I think you're right. I think that would be very comfortable. Here, I'll give you another shot, though. One other, one other thing. I don't. I have nothing ready. Dude, oatmeal. I'm thinking oatmeal. oatmeal. <laughs> I don't like how quick you're throwing answers out. You obviously spend all day at work. I obviously know. don't. I'm just smart and creative. I was thinking stuffing from Thanksgiving, you know? Yeah, I feel like you stuffing. just kind of like float on top of it, like really soft, like mattress. That can be nice. Better than sticky Skittles. Hmm. But wouldn't Skittles kind of almost be like a ball pit? But smaller? No, no, you're. I think you're confused. What <laughs> those are gonna feel like on your body? Okay, Mr. Goldfish. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's not great either. But <laughs> at least when mine melt or like you know my body temperature is on them, they don't stick to me. I don't think. I haven't tried. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can imagine you'd probably be covered in like orange <laughs> dust. Uh, well, we've got some homework to do. It sounds like. Yeah. I feel like maybe this check-in round might derail us a little bit too much. Maybe I need to come up with more mundane check-in round questions. Something more concise. It's just like yeah. the yes or no or this or that. Well, honestly, I've had this one in my head for a while, and I feel like I haven't. I I have not been comfortable using it at work, so I've been saving it for me and you. Honestly, that's fair enough. I feel like, <laughs> like maybe I should though. Up. Maybe I should. Maybe I should bust it out at work. Yeah, if you do, you have to bring some of those answers back. Cause I'm curious what other people say. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. I don't know if I can ask in a, with a straight face if a senior vice president at a you know hundred thousand plus person company if I ask her what food she wants to take off. I think you could. I think they're not used to being asked questions like that, Sam. Oh, that's why they hire you. Mm-hmm. That's right, Max. Question: 
Is yeah. this season two? I don't know, man. When, when does start... season two actually start? I thought like maybe we were gonna wait for me to like start farming again, which for would realistically be like March. Mm. Um, but then what are we or... doing? What is this? I thought it was just nice to talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just another like, another interregnum. Yeah, these are every two weeks right now. It's not our normal re- recording schedule, That's and true. we still. I mean, I've put a tiny bit of work onto the website. We haven't done that much to really prepare ourselves for a legit yeah. season two. I feel. Um, I feel like we should do like a morning Zoom. We should just call one of our brothers right now. Yeah, that'd be good. Be on. We could definitely bring a brother on. Um, we have a brother. Which brother a has job. the best microphone? What's that? Which brother has the best microphone? Which brother's best microphone? Yeah, I think they all have the exact same one. Which is none? Uh, which is the no, the blue snowball oh, they, one. Oh, they do have one. Okay. All right. So there's 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 microphones around. Um, hey, we do have a brother starting a new job. That's a good point. Yeah. We could, you know, we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll bring a brother on or something. We can find some way to make, even though I got good feedback from our last episode that people were just, we're, we're excited to hear oh, yeah. our voices again, Sam. Hmm. So hmm. what, are, you know, any specific feedback, anything they want more of, less of, they want me to sing or uh, help me, help me. Figure out how to be better. Didn't really ask for that uh, at all. Um, No, no. But most of the feedback was just that they were excited to see that they had a new episode of Fields of Work on their podcast player. Did you read? I wrote the article description or the uh, episode description uh, for the last one. Did you read it? Um, I think I did something about about the Big Brown Company. Is (laughs) what you called it? Yeah. (laughs) He's full of knowledge about the Big Brown Company. Yeah, that was nice. but I know what's fine. Words. So maybe you can talk more of this episode because I feel like I carried last episode. But whoa, uh, you carried? <laughs> I didn't carry. Mm. No, I just you know what I had. I had new things to talk about. You did. Um, you did. That's true. You, and we'll see if you have any new things to talk about. Um, unless there's any type of uh, follow up you want from last episode, but I feel like there's not oh, much to really. I honestly say about. don't even remember what we talked about last time. UPS. Uh, what else? Other side jobs. I think I talked a little bit about the the start, like the the changed plans for the farm for the upcoming season. Oh yeah, you're gonna make more. Like you're gonna make more farm. You can because you're, t- you're stealing land from the cows. Uh, hopefully, you're gonna steal some land. Um, yeah. Well, in that case, we can just bounce right. We can just jump right into this episode. Then. All right, let's go. Let's and, bounce right into it. Boom. Um, Sam. So I'm a I'm a avid follower of the deliberate. Um, What's the deliberate? Oh, I'm not going to explain your own <laughs> weekly <laughs> newsletter. No, not, not weekly either. It's not weekly. Not no. gonna send... It's just a newsletter about stuff that I find yeah. interesting. You say some things. You write some stuff. You share some links. Mm-hmm. You tell us what you're eating. You tell us what you're watching. Thedeliberate.net. If you are not currently a subscriber, what are you even doing with your life? Yeah, and if you, are subs- if you are a subscriber, then you may already know a little bit about this upcoming topic. But um, Did you like the picture I've... of me in the last uh, issue? Yeah, that was good. It was nice. Was with that your 1920s hat, cool little hat? Little, yeah, with the mustache. I see you're still rocking the mustache. Oh, you bet I am. We should get to do a whole episode about this mustache. I'm a whole new man with a mustache. Mustaches give you some weird, like, powerful energy. Like, I've got, like, this just okay, sexual Hitler. power okay, to me. <laughs> Easy there, Adolf. Oh, okay. That is not the type of the type of mustache I have. I, I will turn my video back on and make you oh, gaze upon it. it. Oh, I'm good. Look at um, it. Highly uncomfortable. Look at it. Yeah. God, I wish this was a visual um, medium. Yeah, I guess you'll start a vlog or something. Maybe season two will be of, of a video podcast just with my face. Uh, yeah. Well, that'd be something. How would you describe this mustache? What kind of what's full? The style? Full? Full. Um, 
I don't know, 1970s dad. Yeah, it's a little. I'm glad you have some like some some beard going with it because if it was yeah. just that stash, I'd be very uncomfortable. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. it's back to anyway. what we were talking about. Yes. Um, yes. But so I know you are not a fan. Known this for a while of New Year's resolutions. You Correct. do not believe in them. Um, I mean, do what you want. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mock you if you have a New Year's resolution. I, they just have never really worked for me. So you basically put out an article describing your plan for 2020 of kind of picking a theme or a goal for each year. Which did you do that for last year? Did you have one? I did. did. You I know, know what it was? Or, it was the uh, year of deliberate. Oh yeah, that's right. So you yeah. started uh, a newsletter with that name. I, I did. That right off the list. One of the, one of the things. Yeah. This podcast was actually kind of part of it. Was it? Yeah, because I wanted to. I wanted. We had been like throwing around ideas before, and I wanted to do a more deliberate job of like staying connected to my brothers. And I, granted, this is only one brother, but you're, you know, one of four. It's the best brother, too. He chose a good one. I had to do quick math right there. I couldn't remember how many I had. Oof, wow. Um, Yes, yeah, four brothers. But, okay, so delib- we'll talk through more things. I mean, I know you wrote an article about that as well. Oh, yeah, I, I don't even – I feel like but, I need to pull up my own article to remember what I said. Well, that's fine. You can also hopefully go off the top of your head yeah. of other things that you had tried to do last year to kind of be yeah. in the theme of being deliberate. I mean, so I think a huge part of being deliberate the way I was thinking of it was being cognizant of how I was spending my time. So something that I started last year, which I am continuing, is using my calendar as both a planning tool, which is how most people use a calendar. Like you put Mm -hmm. appointments and stuff in there and you could even, you know, if you intend to work on a certain thing at a certain time, you put that in the calendar. But what I have used it for as well is kind of a time log, like a time logging tool. So Mm -hmm. I will adjust my entries in my calendar as I go through my day working on stuff. So it, at the end of the day, accurately reflects how I spent my time, like what I actually did during the day. And then um, I don't necessarily, last year I didn't really necessarily do much with that data. I wasn't like running like any sort of analysis on it, but just the act of writing down what I did each day and actually having to articulate like, oh, from 1.30 to 2.30, I dicked around on my phone. Uh, mm-hmm. Helped me not do that quite uh, as much. So that was something I started last year and I think has been a kind of valuable um, practice moving forward. I'm actually doing more with time logging in 2020, which we, we can talk about at some point maybe. The other thing that I did last year was get really clear on um, a handful of daily habits that I just noticed when I do these four things consistently, I feel better about myself. And it was, um, they were kind of like opposites of each other. So on the one hand, it was reading a book. So reading like an actual substantive piece of writing and doing some sort of writing were two habits that went together. And then uh, meditating and doing some sort of deliberate exercise, or as I call it, moving and sitting. Um, so move, sit, read, write. Where the f- if I do those four things in a given day, I use this app where I just check it off. Um, it's called Streaks, and um, I kept though I, I used that very um, regularly all of last year to keep track of how often I did those things. What was the longest stretch that you had of a streak of hitting all four? Hmm. Of hitting all four. Hitting all four re- turned out to be remarkably difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I very 
I mean, I think I probably averaged a good week would be three of where I hit all four. I call that, I'm such a nerd. I call that, when I hit all four, I call it an anchor day because uh, it, it like anchors me in, mm-hmm. in you know, you get it. So yeah. I get very few do I have, uh, do I actually get anchor days? Um, I can tell you my best streak of meditation is 19. That's pretty my, good. My best streak of reading is 127. That one seems easier. <laughs> yeah. My best streak of writing is 19. And my best streak of deliberate exercise is 18. Okay. So I guess just by one exercise. Is exercise the one that you usually struggle to fit into a day or not really? Um. Yeah. I mean, the it, writing, exercise, and, and meditation all went through cycles of being problematic uh, mm-hmm. for me. So, like, I'm just looking at this app here. It also has my last 30 days um, completion percentage. So, reading, 93%. Meditation, 53%. Writing, 47%. Exercise, 73%. So, most recently, it has been writing. That was the thing holding me back. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Uh, (laughs) Lots of reasons, I think. Uh, I've, I mean... I know that I feel better when I write consistently. Uh, I also know that the longer I go without writing, the more pressure I put on myself to write something good, uh, mm-hmm. which means I am less likely to do it, which is a very um, unfortunate cycle. cycle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, I think I have a very cognitively demanding job. And if I don't write early in the day, it can be tough to have the energy or motivation to do it later in the day. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done a good job carving or protecting the time to do it early in the day. Um, those are probably the most top of mind reasons why writing has been tough. Gotcha. Although so I'm was... focusing on it for February. Okay, cool. And you were working on that project. I mean, you're in and around a lot of people who are writing with the thing that you've been working on for the ready, right? Like getting articles together and stuff. It's just a matter of maybe not you so much sitting down and doing your own writing. Yeah, I mean, edit, editing, I guess I should say. Sure, yes. Yeah, so you got like the article side of, of things. Yeah, that project has been primarily administrative on my side, administrative mm-hmm. and editorial. Um, and I do a decent amount of writing at work. Like I write our newsletter, and I would give myself credit uh, as a writing habit uh, when I sat down and wrote the newsletter for the ready or did some sort of like substantial piece of writing um, for a client project, but like writing emails or like writing on Slack, like that doesn't count. Yeah. Well, those are pretty hefty emails you send out for the ready though. I mean, they're not small things. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean that I've tried to give myself credit for that type of thing, even though I think part of my brain is like, that doesn't actually count. Like you have to do this for your job. Yeah. Um, it is actual writing, and every time I do it, I feel like there's an opportunity to get a little bit better at that writing. Yeah. Have you ever uh, thought about setting up some streaks for some other fun things like you know goals in your game, your hockey games, points? <laughs> I don't need – I can easily hold that in my head, and there's not a streak <laughs> there. Uh, but right. I have done it with things like uh, practicing guitar um, at one point. I see point. your guitar over your shoulder back there. It looks dusty. How oh, does it not look <laughs> dusty? You – <laughs> I actually kind of feel bad about where that guitar is sitting because I'm on video calls all day long. So people are seeing that and they probably yeah. think like, oh, this is a guitar guy. Like you could pick this guitar up at any moment and just start strumming a song. 
which is not true. It, I am I am early in my guitar learning journey, and that's just the most logical place to put it. It sure, just sure. It, I don't I'm not quite I don't know if I'm on board with the message that it's sending. For it makes, I, I'm realizing now we're talking about a visual thing over my left shoulder. Uh, Max can see my guitar sitting on a stand behind me. I'm just thinking. What else could we put back there to really give off a cool Sam vibe for when you do maybe like a lava lamp? Uh. I mean, if 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 I could only include things in my background that really reflect my personality, I mean, I feel like that's like a, a check in question right there. Yeah, uh, be back there. <laughs> I mean, a cookie jar, uh, a cookie maybe jar. a beanbag chair. A red, you got anything Red Wings back there? Oh yeah, I should put my red like a Red Wing jersey back there. Um, it's a cool. It's a cool look. Uh huh. Um, all right. Cool so guy. anyway, anyway, yeah. so 2019 was the year of, of year of, of deliberate, the, the deliberate being deliberate. So why don't you hit people with your 2020 theme and maybe how you reached this specific, I guess, two goals that kind of go hand in hand. Yes. Um, but I'll let you talk it through. All right. So 2020. I'm going with the theme of intensity slash simplicity. That's it, right? Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> for, sure a That's for a second, I had a <laughs> moment of like, was that the second word? Yes, it is. Um, so where did this one come from? Uh, hmm, I'm really doing this off the top of my mind because I haven't read the article since I wrote it a while ago. But I, the, so the, the intensity side of things um, comes from some noticings around what I am drawn to and avoid at work uh, and also just in how I live my life. So like on the work side of things, there's um, there's almost always a course of action to take that is going to be ultimately more valuable to the project but probably more uncomfortable, whether it's needing to go have an uncomfortable conversation or push forward a difficult aspect of the work. And because our work is so amorphous and I and we are self-managing and nobody's telling me what I have to do, it is possible, I think, to kind of always skate around that difficult stuff and still make it look like you're doing a good job. And, you know, to everybody who, you know, the client and everyone and my colleagues, it doesn't look like I'm shirking, but like I know, I know in my head that I'm avoiding the difficult stuff. So part of it, part of this theme is trying to remind myself to do that high impact, more intense type of work rather than that stuff that's kind of more around the edges. Um, and then I think that same idea can be applied in personal development or relationships or anything like that, where doing things at a little bit more intense level, but maybe for shorter duration, I think is more interesting to me than kind of just skating along at a more I don't know, like lower energy um, way of being or, or doing things. And I know that sounds weird or kind of amorphous. I'll try to come up with like more, maybe we can come up with more specific uh, examples. Um, but I just wanted, I wanted my year to be marked by some choices where I am doing things more intensely. So, you know, maybe 
and and the idea of of having this be like a really broad theme is that I can apply it in um, lots of different ways, and that's kind of where a theme is different from a, a New Year's resolution. I want to use this theme of intensity for lots of different types of decisions I'm making. You know, the the types of books that I read, or the things that Emily and I do for like you know going like like leisure type stuff. Like we're going to go to a museum or I don't know. Like it could be, I think there's interesting things that you could put through that, um, that lens across lots of different things. However, I didn't want to go with just intensity because I feel like there is a way that you can interpret that in a way that is um, distracting or like getting intense about the wrong stuff. So for Mm -hmm. example, if you are saying that your yearly theme is intensity and you want to like get in really good shape or like become a better a better runner like you could get really intense about learning all the gear or like buying new stuff or like coming up with really intricate plans when really what i mean is like getting intense about the essence the most important part of a thing uh, which would be like just going out there and running every day and like not worrying about that other stuff uh, so I thought if I tempered it with this idea of simplicity, it would help aim the intensity at the most useful and essential parts of these various things. So don't get intense about the details that don't matter. Get intense um, about the, the the essence of a thing. And and sometimes maybe intensity is the wrong thing for me to have, and really I should be thinking and, and um, trying to optimize for simplicity. So I thought if I held both of these things kind of in, that are in some ways in opposition to each other, that might provide some interesting tension uh, for the things I choose or choose to do or not to do this year. I don't know. Does that make sense at all? Do I sound like a raving madman? No, it doesn't sound like that to me. But I also, I would suggest people, I mean, you do cover pretty much all of this too in the article that you wrote on Medium. Um, and I was just looking at, I remember when I was reading through the deliberate and I looked at that post that like, to me, I saw parts of um, just like, I mean, I obviously just read Essentialism because you gave it to me mm-hmm. for Christmas. And there definitely seemed to be like some some pieces of that and what your your, oh, your yeah, theme is totally. in terms I'm of like a the huge fan of that book. Yeah, um, which I don't know who's that by Sam. Greg McCowan, I think. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, um, and yeah, the whole idea of saying of saying no to things so that you can spend more time and effort on, you know, just, yeah. do you feel like that is a thing that? Because you talked about this when you opened up, you used to do those. What are those hours where people could kind of contact you and you sit down hours. with people? Yeah. yeah. Um, and how, you know, like that's another, like a lot of people trying to get in on your time and things like that and being able to say no to more things. Did you feel distracted in the year before by the number of things you had going on or not necessarily, or I mean, maybe is it also something to do with being, you know, self-managing that it's easy to get distracted? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, I think I am probably, you know, we're, I think everybody just by dint of living in the world that we live in now is faced with so many um, potential distractions that we could all benefit from learning how to say no a little bit more. I'm definitely feeling like as I get um, more into my career and more interesting and cool opportunities are made available to me um, just by the fact of being known and, and doing this work, it is becoming more important for me to say no. And I'm kind of in the midst of a stretch of where I probably didn't say no enough. 
and it's going to be a rough uh, couple of months. Like I just started a mm-hmm. new advising, a new advisory project, um, and some other things that I have going on. So I think that's a lifelong, likely to be a lifelong struggle uh, for me. Uh, especially, yeah, I think you, you're right in that when you're in a self-managing organization, I don't really have anybody managing my work for me. Um, mm-hmm. So on the one hand, nobody's telling me to do things that I don't want to do. On the other hand, nobody's really helping me prioritize. So I have to really figure it out uh, for myself, which is probably part of the reason why I think about this stuff so much. Yeah. Well, so you're one month in. How, is, how has it been uh, applying that to daily decisions or things like that. Have you noticed yourself thinking about it or not necessarily? Definitely have noticed myself thinking about it. What I decided to do to help operationalize this a little bit more, I thought, so I have these four daily habits, right? They're very simple. And when I do them consistently, I feel better about myself. They kind of encapsulate, you know, physical health, mental health, kind of everything in between. So I thought, what if I take one one of those four habits per month and get really intense uh, about it? Like, what would it look like if I took the one, got intense about it, did the other three at kind of like a minimum base level? Like, don't, like, just don't stop doing the other three, but do the three, mm-hmm. but then do the one really hard. So in January, it was a month of move is what I was calling it in my head. But basically, I was trying to run or walk much more than I normally would. Um, and I think it was successful. I think I ended up doing... I mean, it wasn't a ton. I think it was maybe like 50 miles total um, for the month. But that was starting from a base of almost nothing and being incredibly out of shape. Uh, and it was it was kind of fun to focus on just one thing and, and explore doing that one thing as much as possible without – like I didn't have to make a decision every day. But like if I have extra time and attention, what thing am I going to do? Like it was always I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to go for a run because for this month that's what I'm trying to do the most of. And um, in February, I'm doing writing. So it's the exact same thing. You know, if I have extra time and attention, it should be spent toward doing some kind of writing, whether public or private. Um, doesn't really matter. The idea is just to write as much as possible. And then March, I think, will probably be meditation, which I'm not looking forward to. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, April will be reading, which will be a piece of cake and so much fun. But, yeah. uh, but I'm going to figure out, like, so I get to do each of these three times throughout the year. So the next time yep. the month of move comes around, I don't know if it'll be another month where I just try to run as much as possible. Or maybe yeah. I'll do like a month of lifting weights or a month of like something else totally different. I don't know. The It doesn't really matter. The thing is to like just pick it and go deep on it. Um, so I'm kind of starting to think like what would the variation on these various things be like the next time I do a month of write, maybe I have one project that I'm working on and I'm trying to write as much as I can for that one project for the entire month instead of what I'm doing now, which is just really any writing counts. So I'm kind of excited to see what it would be, what it's going to be like to do each of these um, for the entire year. Sweet. That'll be a good thing yeah. to follow up, follow up on every month. Yeah. Yeah. Check it in, be. see how it's going. Usually, I mean, so the the pattern that I'm anticipating is that like week one or a week 1.5 of every month at the beginning is fun and interesting. Like, oh, I'm doing this thing (laughs) a lot. And then um, in the middle, it just becomes kind of boring. And you're like, oh, I don't really want to do this. And by the end, you're like, oh, my God, I want to do anything else. Uh, So we'll see if that pattern uh, carries on. Sweet. That sounds healthy and good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's what I, Max, that's what I am. I am healthy and good. 
Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh-huh. Well, I had planned on myself doing some pre-work for this podcast to come in with my own theme. Yeah, what's your and, theme? And, well, that's the thing is we're not going to hash this out in the air because I have not given it the thought that it deserves. Oh. Um, but, but I can next time we talk on the podcast, I can try and come with a an actual one. Um, Fine. What are you shaking your head at me for? I'm just I'm disappointed in you. It's <laughs> understandable. It's our annual we, theme episode, and you came unprepared. Well, we didn't even know it was going to be that until I wrote that down about five minutes before the episode. So you <laughs> you played yourself. I did. Um, Way to go. You know, I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to keep you involved, Sam, and I thought oh. this would be a good topic. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I, yeah, no I appreciate it. Well, okay. I mean, if my year is to be described by what my January was, you want to know what that was? I read 10 books in the month of January. Ooh. And watched a lot of shows and things like that. It wow. was a media and, you know, I took in a lot of stuff in January, which is fine because that's how it works usually with my job. That that's the down month. But, um, yeah, I was full on reading and watching shows mostly. So yeah, I'm guessing that, that won't be your entire yearly theme. I would really may, like for it to be. I, I feel like that may be detrimental to your relationship. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, I mean, so originally I wasn't uh, – I was writing an – year of the review basically for like last year i was trying to think about my year last year and i was trying to come up with i didn't do a theme necessarily i was thinking more a la cgp gray like a word for the year you know uh-huh. which his are kind of themes those as well. are themes yeah yeah but i was thinking of like a word to describe my, my last bread. year like 2019 bread. bread it could have been bread yeah it was a big it was a big bread year for me um it could have just been just like cooking in general because this was probably the first time i've ever this last year is the first time i ever had my own kitchen to do stuff in which right. is empowering and it's really nice to not share a kitchen with roommates and things like that or yep. live in a camper where you have no kitchen which i did for two years <laughs> right. um so it could have been the year the year of cooking um which is honestly something that might come into play for this upcoming years but um i decided that just when i thought about the year as a whole that the, the first word that came to mind was just a conversation basically it was a year of hmm. conversation because i mean obviously this one is a very literal one the podcast was you know that um and, you know, these weekly conversations, which I found really enjoyable, but also just like I talked about the whole farming season with my coworkers of, you know, oh, I think those some of the be- each other a lot. Yeah. But just also probably the best crew I've ever been a part of in right. terms of like the, you know, stimulating conversation, but question you know, conversations that make me think about my future in farming that people are asking me about, you know, it's, it's nice when you can have conversations that are super just like, you know, word games that we play, like very superficial, just kind of keeping mm-hmm. us, you know awake while we work and then sometimes diving into conversations that are much more like trying to make me consider you know what do i want to do with farming what do i you know what do i think the the farming world needs what you know where do i see myself in that in the future um so that it was another form of like the conversation and then carrying that over to you know we moved here with not a ton of friends obviously but again my coworkers became people that we spent um you know like dinner parties with throughout the summer and those nights too of just like discussing literature with people is not a thing I used to do very often, like face to face. You know, we, as a family, we'd always say like, you should read this book. It's usually our, usually our book conversations are, Hey, you should read this. Yeah. And then the person reads it. And then usually it's followed up with, did you like it? And I was like, yeah, it was good. And that was, you know, it's like the level of discussion. We, <laughs> we were, yeah, we're not, we don't necessarily uh, dive deep into uh, themes or like a literature critique. No, we don't. And, and which is fine. You know, I like yeah. just getting recommendations from people, but again, the, the dinners and stuff this year kind of all, this past year also had me continuing those conversations outside of work. Um, that's cool. Yeah, that's so a that good was, theme. That's a good retroactive theme. Yeah. So once I looked back on it, I was like, that was kind of a theme I could draw together. So I haven't, you know, thought about this upcoming year. I'm trying to think about what do I want to happen this year? What mm-hmm. kind of things do I want to have happen? Um, 
I don't know. I see a lot with food potentially. I really am interested more in like now that I've been cooking a lot, doing a lot more. Um, I don't know. Right now when I'm not – when there's not food coming in off the farm and I'm having to cook, it's very hard for me to get inspired to make anything because it just right. feels like there's nothing around to draw off of. So for the upcoming year, I kind of want to like do a much better job of preserving and um, freezing and, and preparing stuff for the winter and stuff to use later on from the farm. Um, try to kind of eliminate one part of the farm waste but two, just make cooking a bit more enjoyable. Um, so we'll see what kind of things fall into cool. to that theme. But I'll, I'll bring some actual – yeah, Next bring week. a bring a theme that we can explore uh, next time. Okay, um, or we'll figure it out on the air together. I'm kind of good yeah. at it. Are you? Yeah, you know. Well, right. we can also. I might be calling your help anyways, even off the air. All to right, figure it out. I suppose but, we could do that. All right. So I see you have another bullet point here. You've been yeah. doing some work at the grill. Uh, you've been driving a bus apparently, and not wearing a shirt. Yes. Yep. That's bareback and bussy. Uh, <laughs> uh anyway i'm so good and funny sometimes yeah you've been you're super funny this all so this i talked about how i'd done, been doing stuff at the wedding venue and had been interested in doing stuff at the grill and basically <coughs> it all came pretty quickly um in terms of the grill wanting me to train so uh these past couple of weeks i've been doing training for essentially yeah, bar backing for the one bar like the big bar they have there and then bussing for the entire dining room what does and bar backing mean Barbacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically being the assistant for the bartenders. So you're behind the bar, stocking things, keeping things going. So for you know, at this restaurant, it's when people sit down, you give them menu. If they sit at the bar, you have menus. You give them water, and then they're going to be ordering food. You're clearing off the counter from that. You're washing all the glass. You know, putting the glasses in the dishwasher, restocking. If a keg is empty, you run down, refill the keg. Um, you go and grab like the the bread that they give everybody. You go grab the uh, desserts. Oh, dude, how much bread desserts. are you eating? Me, not very much because oh. I'm running this bread for other people. I'm not. Uh, is it the type of is it the type of bread where like if they took a little slice here and there, they wouldn't be able to tell, or is it like a formed loaf? And if it's missing a piece, it looks bad. Well, every time I go into the kitchen, I could take one. All I'm doing is taking pieces of pre-cut cornbread and sourdough rolls and putting them oh. in a basket to give them. So I could like go back there and just like eat a piece of cornbread, but oh, I'm actually. I'm too busy to yeah. sit back there for a second and be eating cornbread. Um, but basically, yeah, that's all you're I – mean, you're just behind the counter getting them whatever they need, whatever they ask for something. Restocking. What has been the most surprising part of being trained as a barback that you didn't expect that you'd have to do or be good um, at? I was hoping it was going to be less people interaction, <laughs> which is bad to say. I mean I don't mind doing it, but it's also – I mean this is true for just food industry and stuff in general, but – it's just so much more intense than being on a farm. Um, there's a, you know, everyone's happy working on a farm. The restaurant is like a very, like it feels just like super tense in there. Mm-hmm. And everyone's been doing this for a long time. And so you're just like always a little bit on edge because you're like, if I first, I've only trained barbacking once and I barback on Sunday by myself, which will be fun. Um, but you just learn so much information. All these people seem like they've been doing it for a long time. So it's just like, you know, at the farm, I've been farming long enough that I know what's going on on a farm. I know right. my way around things. But as a barback, it's everything's new to me. And you're just constantly like, I don't know. I'm just – I'm very <laughs> – right now, which hopefully won't persist, I'm very anxious when I'm working in the restaurant because it just seems like this is like – I have to remind myself all the time. It's just people's dinner. 
and it doesn't matter. <laughs> and so if yeah. something gets messed up a little bit, it's not the end of the world, but it's it's hard not to find myself just kind of like a little tense when I'm working there. I bet you um, it won't take too long before that goes away. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I just need to work a couple like genuinely busy nights to kind of get used to it. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, busing is, I mean, it's as simple as could be, but there's actually, it's a big restaurant and there's only ever two bus people busing that entire restaurant. Um, which includes, you know, obviously the simple term is just cleaning off the table, but at the same time you then reset the table for the next people. Um, and they want the time in between busing off a table and resetting it to be as small as possible so that they can get either the next reservation in or, you know, seat somebody there who walks in because these servers want to make money too. So it is, you know, for busing, you are constantly like you are a bottleneck and you can be a bottleneck if you're not on the, like, you know, on the ball. And, I don't know, carrying a bunch of glasses and then plates and silverware and then the paper to recover the table all in your hand is kind of like not an easy thing to do. And you're walking through a packed restaurant. I'm just waiting to drop glasses and make a huge scene. You definitely will at some point. And I'm sure that's like a a rite of passage. Yeah, I know. I'm not really looking forward to that. Um, (laughs) But I so, yeah, I don't know. It's just been it's good to get the hours. And it's interesting to see the other side of the food industry. It definitely gives me no desire to work in that side of the food industry. This is, you know. This is good for me, the a couple times a week doing this. But um, I'll have to report back after this weekend because tomorrow night I bus, which is the busiest night of the week usually. So that'll be super stressful. And then Sunday I bar back by myself for the first time. But cool. I just thought it would be interesting to, to check in with my continuing continue to do different jobs and learn different things. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, this is the new one. This is the new we, thing I'm doing. We will definitely follow up on that. And, oh, and then the other update was I, I – I, you you oh no you weren't uh, I don't think I ever talked about it in the group text I cut the living bejeebus out of my thumb uh, last week cutting up or making dinner making a soup I was uh, I've been just been basically that's been dominating my past week and a half is recovering from it like a dummy what'd but, you do uh, I was cutting an onion and the outside layer was a little bit slimy so I had a little oh like, yeah I've almost done that before and it slipped and it just went right through my thumb and I just basically shaved off a piece of my thumb pad. And you have to go to the uh, hospital? No, because I, I didn't really think well, I'm not going to reattach anything. It's not like a reattachable situation. Sure. Um, so I just like held gauze to it, bled for six hours or so, and oh. I just been. It's actually almost fully healed now. It was a week and a half ago, but because I've been putting new band aids on like three times a day. But it was. Uh, <laughs> I handled it. Uh, I'm kind of okay. I, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, I cut myself away. I, I was home by myself with the dog, but I. Cut myself and I thought, oh, that was like it hurt, but I was like, oh, that was pretty. That's definitely gonna be a deep cut. So I went and ran it under the sink. And then I looked down at my thumb and thought, oh, like I, I actually cut stuff off. I didn't just cut myself. <sighs> and so I like, but instantly was like holding paper towel and stuff to it and applying pressure and kind of got lightheaded. And then I went and looked at the knife and my thumb piece was still stuck to oh! it. Oh, that's no good. There's <laughs> <laughs> a, a series of me walking around the house just like holding my thumb with a bunch of paper towel on it. And just like kind of complaining a lot, and then I like laid down at one point because I was lightheaded, and and then I was I was really really hot, like I was sweating a lot. I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. And then like ten minutes later, I was really really cold, and I was freezing. And I was just I waited for Haley to get home to finish the soup because I couldn't do anything. And so I just <laughs> sat on the couch holding paper towel above my head for like four or five hours. And <laughs> you should have gone to the doctor. Go to the emergency just, room. What's wrong with you? I thought about it, and I eventually just ended up. I taped some some like gauze to my thumb, like nice and tight, 
And it wasn't so like, you know, I said bleeding for six hours. It wasn't like it was gushing or anything, but if I took right. off the paper towel, it would continue to bleed. It hadn't like fully, you know, clawed it up yet or anything. So anyways, I basically just did that and slept on the couch. And by the time I woke up in the morning, it had stopped bleeding. And since then it's been fully I'm pretty recovered. sure they could have given you some stitches to close that up. Dude, not if I send you this picture. There's no way. Oh, you took a picture? I don't want to see it. I do <laughs> not want to see it. You do not send this to me. I, I will I will I will remove you from my phone if you send me this picture. <laughs> I have one non gory one. Do you want to see that one? I guess. Fine. It's looking at my it, it, you don't see any blood. Okay. It just shows you that my thumb isn't rounded anymore. Oh, do you think so it'll grow that, back? Um, maybe. You know, I'll keep we'll stay tuned. Stay you, tuned, you everybody. Didn't, you didn't let that thumb get into your soup, did you? No, no. I, I well, which is what I did. I was gonna go throw it away, and I thought, you know, Haley might want to see this, so I put it on the counter, <laughs> and I showed it to her. And she got home, and she was mad. She was so mad. So you you like, guessed you guessed wrong. Yeah, your girlfriend doesn't want to see your thumb what? slice. <laughs> you should have fed it to Boca. No, Sam. she get the <laughs> get the taste of human. Uh, why would you do that? So no, she was very interested in my cut thumb, but I didn't feed her anything. Um, That's disgusting. I'm mad. I said that. Um, yeah. How was the soup? Uh, soup was really good. You know, I, nice. it was going to be a good soup, and Haley nailed it. She finished it. I think she was mad because we didn't end up eating until like eight thirty that night because I <laughs> couldn't help really. And um, but the soup was good. It was really good. Nice. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, I'm fully recovered now. I'll let you know. I'll keep you updated on if I get. I don't think I'll have. I don't think you get your thumbprint back. When you start <laughs> oh, yeah, shoot. Now you're now you can do crimes. <laughs> Not fully, man. I'm actually more identifiable now because I no. just have like one seven. All oh, smooth thumbs is what they call you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you became a super villain good thing i didn't do a podcast talking about how i lost my thumbprint yeah uh, exactly but yeah so that that put a little uh it slowed some things down i was supposed to do some more working at the, the restaurant and things like that but um you know i thought i'd take some time for my thumb health and <laughs> come back a new man i mean do you feel kind of like an idiot because aren't you don't you know the technique for not cutting yourself sure do yep 100 percent. keep okay. your fingers kind of folded in yeah. your, and hold it like that and yeah cut down you know where you don't and have keep a your knives super sharp feet. Yeah, my knife is very sharp. So, um, yeah, it was, you know what? It was an experience. Learning experience. <laughs> All right. All right. Are we done? We did the thing? I think, I think we did the thing. I don't know when we'll talk again. At this rate, every two weeks. Yeah. So we'll, we'll check back in in two weeks. All right. That sounds good. All right, man. All right, pet your See dog you. for me. I will. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye.